0: Yes, uh, uh, uh.
1: Cut me in, I'm alive tonight, out on the streets again. Makes you feel good, don't it? Take my fist to break down walls. On top tonight. No, no. You got to turn me loose. Everybody. Set me free. Running free. A little bit better than I used to be. Oh, I wish you wouldn't have pulled it down. I would have rocked harder right there. Yeah, fire,
0: I'm alive.
1: I love this song. Is, this is a song
0: that it's hard not to smile while you're listening. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? You know, what better to listen to in the morning to get you going? It's one of those songs,
1: like, when life's kind of got me down, you know, I just want to
0: turn on my headphones and listen to live. Just wire, live wired
1: up. Punch things.
0: Well, it is episode eight, y'all. Hello and welcome to Rump Chat. Welcome to Rump Chat 8, the Ocho. The Ocho, <laughs> nearing 15,000 downloads. Oh, man, you guys kick ass. I thought we were going to have Seven. I bet by the time we uh, release this, we got, uh, I bet we get uh, 15, maybe. Oh, perfect. If we keep the support from our loving fans like you. Except for Hunter Cure. (laughs) We didn't mention
1: Hunter Cure on- We didn't.
0: Let's talk about-
1: I wonder where Hunter Cure's turned out this weekend.
0: You know, um, I think I saw something- uh, he won some money, but didn't win. I mean, no surprise there. Uh, he didn't turn at Ellensburg. out. He didn't turn out. Oh, good for Hunter. He didn't turn out. I guess he got over the ringworm. Oh. Mm. Man, there's a story for the PSN
1: Steer wrestler sidelined for four weeks. Oh, broken leg? No.
0: Ringworm and a hurt vagina. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> that was Hambone
1: who said that. Bring it, Hunter. Well, it's so good to be here in the fall. Just. Got done rocking it.
0: <laughs> Hashtag rocking it. Oh, shut up! Don't rodeo wrap. Not... Don't rodeo wrap up. Are you gonna give? A, are you gonna put a rodeo wrap up? Uh, no message on on uh, Facebook. But it did rock. We just got done in Monterey. At... If you uh, okay, so if you were gonna do the old rodeo wrap up post, okay, what would it sound like?
1: If I was on Facebook and I did the rodeo wrap up, it would say, "Just got done in in Monterey." Big shout-out to Hambone Hilton spinning the tunes, Luke Kaufman behind the mic, and the stock from the Flying E-Rodeo definitely kept him going. Thank you to my uh, sponsors, at American Hat, at Wrangler, at Cinch, at Domino's Pizza, at Taco Bell, at Ruth Chris Steakhouse, Trojan Condoms. uh stay fresh tampons i mean just <laughs> stay fresh there is a tampon called stay fresh it's on the airport in san diego oh, okay <laughs> like a little little three pack
0: <laughs> did you get some
1: well for my ears sometimes oh, yeah. yeah if i don't want to hear you talk shit i just put them in my ears oh perfect but um just got done with monterey and then extreme rodeo is pretty cool monterey county fairgrounds is pretty pretty badass it's right on the ocean um the stage that it's like where the announcer stand is, it's like a sound stage. It's the stage where Jimi Hendrix burned his guitar and there's still like marks. Janice Joplin, the Doors, Jimmy, um Van uh or Led Zeppelin. They had a deal there years ago the Pop Festival.
0: Pop. Not the pot.
1: I said. oh, Did I say pot? <laughs> yeah. I'll bet there was pot there.
0: Uh, yeah. You think it was the Monterey Pop Festival, one of the very first "quote unquote" festivals that they'd ever. You know, they're, they're, they've never done festivals, and that was one of the first ones. And uh, yeah, it was huge. And it's kind. Of, it's a cool. It's not a huge venue at all. I mean, what do you think that thing? Maybe seat what a thousand people. But of course, with the arena in it, I mean, you fill the the floor up, and it's it's obviously more, but. Uh, it's just a very historical. It's a beautiful. You like literally have to get a letter from the government to like do any tree work to cut a limb, anything. Yeah, you have to call a, an arborist. Yeah, an arborist. There is such thing as an arborist. I mean, you can't cut a limb from any of the trees on that on that fairgrounds. Yeah, it's pretty California right there. Yeah, but uh, speaking of California, go ahead. No, nope. extreme
1: ahead. rodeo. Yep. So the first night it was just like fighting bulls. Uh, we did um, USBF USBF Which is uh, the Farm League Ups, Yeah, Farm League of uh, BFO. Yeah And so They'll fight like three bulls And then We have like extreme bronc riding And then fight three bulls And like a clown act And they're one hour shows But They They kick ass Like They're, they're just wild Then on uh, Sunday Of course We had the uh, Fiesta del Charro Which is um, the, uh, Kind of a, a One hour Spanish uh, show with lupe and i clowned it and i'm gonna tell you what it is hard to be a rodeo clown when no one speaks english <laughs> so i would just uh say a plazo I said a plazo a lot yep. and uh then lupe the Mexican announcer he goes got to go to he justin you should get some tequila <laughs> you know but it was fun uh and then afterwards if you ever get a chance to go to monterey even if not for the extreme rodeo just to check it out because it's Pretty badass, like great, cute little surf town with you know awesome little restaurants. And so, um, we went out, uh, Hambone and I went to a restaurant with some friends, and um, not just any restaurant, it was like a Spanish
0: Mission old restaurant. Yeah, like the venue was Tarpees Roadhouse, beautiful, it was cool. Though. Yeah, it yeah, was an old stone like house. And had been there forever and had a nice little courtyard. Yeah, It looked like somewhere
1: that you would eat on Goodfell, or on uh, The Godfather. Like, it's got the guy that comes, not just a waiter, it's like, hey, can I get you some drinks? Like, the waiter comes out and he's like, um, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the restaurant. Um, just to like a heads up, we've got a great bottle of 1907 red wine on sale tonight for, you know, three thousand two hundred eighty four <laughs> fifty, and You know, and I'm like, so we go to this restaurant I'm like, "Ah, oh, crap." Because as many of you know, I don't like to spend a lot of
0: money. No, you like to. I like to, but not my own. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was we had been You know, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but we're in that beautiful town and with all those great restaurants, but we ate chili's, buffalo wild wings, fair food, and so we're like, "Okay, we, I'm like, we, we were done Sunday. Reno and the crew, they were tearing down the arena and headed back home. And uh, you, me, and Luke, we were like, let's go get a good meal. Yeah. So uh, I picked a place out. I actually picked it out during your act. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's, that's so entertaining. <laughs> Thank you for that. Anyway, anyway, okay, back to the story. The point of this is is- Restaurant we, etiquette. Restaurant etiquette. Okay, we're going to go over this. And if you don't have it, get it. Otherwise, you're a douche. I want
1: (laughs) just pouring the douche sauce all (laughs) over everybody. I want you guys to get on Instagram at Rump Chat and send me your uh, restaurant etiquette. So we go to order. Now, here's the thing about expensive restaurants. When you go in a group, okay, how many times does somebody try to pick up the bill? About every time, right? About every time. So when I'm going to order at this beautiful restaurant in Monterey, the cheapest thing I could find on there was the crab cakes. <laughs> and they were twenty-two dollars. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'm gonna talk Hambone into buying a bottle of wine, which he did, and then I'm just gonna eat these crab cakes and then I'm out, you know, with the tip, you know, twenty six bucks. But then I'm thinking, what if someone buys? I looked at the steak, which was 38 dollars and then if you want to it's like not like a normal place where like if you get the steak dinner it comes with a salad and a potato or whatever you have to order everything separate and it's, it's like called a la carte fancy restaurants where it says potato and it
0: doesn't have like it just says the, the word nine you <laughs> know what I'm saying oh you know, you're, you're you're looking for the point zero zero or you're looking for the cents yeah dollars and cents but it wasn't even the number nine it was nine spelled out
1: Nine. That's right. How much for that? Oh, that is nine. Oh, nine.
0: Or or on the fish, it, it has MP, which means market price. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's when you. Yeah. So in restaurant etiquette, I don't
1: want to be rude, and the guy comes around, and he's like talking about all the, you know, we have this and we have this fresh caught Himalayan salmon that was free fed in the open ocean, was caught by a a fisherman named Henry where he gently laid him down to a peaceful rest before filleting his body and pouring holiday sauce on him <laughs> and cooking him over a cedar plank that was from a down tree in the forest in
0: northwest California like, soaked in water from the mountain spring yeah. coming off Mount Rainier
1: I'm like uh, yeah it sounds great I'll just take the crab cakes you know so um, every- you got some
0: chicken tenders
1: <laughs> yeah everybody orders big but the rump I go light, and sure enough, so our friend grabs the ticket, and I immediately start to thank him. Hey, thanks. I'm going to get this. All right, cool. Hambone like, no, no, it's my turn to get it. Let me get it. And I'm like, thanks. Whoever wants to get it's cool with me, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And after it happened, Hambone pointed out that that's bad etiquette at a restaurant to let someone else buy, but... My thought is this, if somebody wants to buy, they want to buy. Yeah. So I'm not going to argue with them. I'm not going to do the, here, let me get it. No, Rod, let me get it. Hey, Jim, it's my turn to buy. Someone's like, hey, Rump, I'm going to buy your supper. I'm like, all right.
0: <laughs> you know? No, you give them one shot. You give them the one shot. You, you say, you, you're like, no, you don't have to do that. And then I like, know I want to. You go, mm, okay. Is right. it? But my question is, is it bad etiquette just to let them buy? Uh, like you thought what I did was rude. Well, uh, tell us why. When is the, okay. You make, I granted, I understand everybody's different. You have a family to provide for, but this is one time we went to a nice meal. You make a good living. You can treat yourself, okay? And the team that helped that, you know, we're kind of celebrating. It wasn't that bad. $272.
1: $272 is a payment on a brand new Prius. Monthly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> my point is, it's you know what, it's not bad etiquette, but you just never pick up the check. I do too. I bought my mom and dad dinner at Lone Star. Maybe Steakhouse. It's, maybe it's because you know what, I can't even say that you bought me. Uh, you bought me dinner in uh, where were we? Uh, Flagstaff. I did. You did. No, Ashley bought you dinner. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, Ashley what, won. What, him ha- what zero. happened? What happened? Uh, didn't that happen where you got stuck with the bill when you were doing that? Everybody's no, let me get, it. no, oh, yeah. let me get. It. <laughs> yeah, that happened when
1: I was working for Mo Betta. <laughs> Let's hear this. We were at, um, we had the bull riding in Duncan, Oklahoma, and that's when I was working for Maury, You know, so I wasn't just rolling in cash. <laughs> you know, yeah, had some funds tied up in offshore accounts. No big deal. Um, so we go to this really fancy restaurant. This Mexican, as fancy as you can get in Duncan, Oklahoma. I mean, let's be honest. And so there's a lot of us and they bring the check and they set it down. And I was like, here, let me get it. Maury's like, cool. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Inside of my billfold, I have $11 and not like a 10 and a one. It was like a five, uh, some crumpled up ones and then some other ones that equaled 11. So there's like, see. Six six singles. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm going to pickle. Because everybody started getting up to leave. They're like, thanks, Rump. I'm like,
0: because uh, <laughs> there's like 12 people. It was more than you made that week. Yeah. It was like $134. bucks. i am like, uh, for 12 people? Yeah. Well, Margaritas and $134 total for 12 people to eat and drink. Yeah. Where were you at, McDonald's? No, at Miguel's. Miguel's and Duncan, and the Mexican were, restaurant. And you were complaining about $134? That's all, okay, but here's the deal. I had 11 I had $11 I to I guess spend. it doesn't matter how much it was when you had $11 to your name. Yeah,
1: so what I did was I took out the MoBeta Company credit card <laughs> and just charged it. And we go outside the restaurant, and Maury's like, hey, I just want to tell you, thank you. You're really growing up, and you're being mature, and that was a cool thing to do for you buying. I said, I didn't buy. I said, I just took care of the ticket. And everybody laughed, so in a way, I told the truth that even though I took care of the ticket, I did not personally buy Yeah. restaurant etiquette. But, <laughs> there is, I, I get nervous at restaurants because, like, if I order a steak, and they, if I order a steak, a potato, a salad with ranch, and a water, if they bring me a cup full of deer urine, a hot dog and some broccoli. I'm not going to say shit. I'm just going to take it. You're not a you're not a send I, not a sending am, back person. I am not sending anything back cuz yeah. I've I've watched the movie Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie Waiting, watch it. It will scare you. It will make when you go to uh, a shenanigans or an, an Applebee's an Apple or an Outback, you Chili's. better think um how you handle your restaurant etiquette.
0: Well, yeah, you'll you'll uh, you'll it uh, you'll you'll see where the uh, how you get pubes in your steak. <laughs> pubes, <laughs> no,
1: but like um, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's someone that I've gone and ate with that's I'm yeah. related to. That's an uh, older lady, and when she goes to order, she she like she has got an attitude when she sits down to order, like that waitress. That is her bitch. Yeah, exactly. That's that's their servant. She's like, one of those types. Okay, I would like for you to start my order. I would like the steak. I would like it to be well done. If it's not well done, I will send it back. I would like the salad with croutons and onions, no tomatoes. I would like half ranch, half blue cheese on the side. If it's not on the side, I send it back. I would like a loaded baked potato with sour cream, onion, chives, with a white cheese substitute for the yellow cheese. And by the time she gets done ordering, I just feel bad. So then they look at me, they're like, what would you like? I'm like, shit, I don't give a shit. Just bring me something. I mean, I'm not going to get,
0: I'm not going to be that guy. But now you are like yeah, I know. a little bit the only time i really sent it back is if like the steak if it's i okay sit back an expensive steak before it, it was at del frisco's okay how you, much when you're, spit have you ingested when that you think, when you're, you're your paying life? 98 just for the filet and it was still mooing at me i i didn't want to but the waiter came by and he could kind of tell and i'm like sir i don't want to cause a problem and he's like nope he goes, that's we want it perfect for you. That's the only time I've really sent it back. Um except uh Yeah, I'm,
1: you know I'm that, trying to think. You know that uh, steak got rubbed between two dudes' butt cheeks. You know, you know, know what? That, right? But it
0: was still really good. <laughs> but Adele Frisco's is a little bit different than an Applebee's.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay.
0: Uh, but you have you have you know what? Um I would like to bring into the show right now a special guest. Um, he's all the way from Abbeville, Kansas. I want to welcome to the microphone, uh, uncle Tommy Rumford. <laughs> Tommy, what do you think about ordering steaks? Well, as goes into the steakhouse, I know she's
1: going to be expensive. I sits down, this old bitch come over there. I'm sitting there looking at the menu she, I guess she recognizes me from hog cows or something. She says, Tommy, what do you want to eat? I tells her, look, I want a steak. I want some bitch rare. I want that some bitch so rare, a veterinarian and a bottle LA-200, bring it back to life and stick it on the back of my cow truck. <laughs> want potatoes? Want a mashed want a salad with ranch an obscene amount of ranch well sir we don't have ranch you don't have ranch we don't have ranch i said i'd like some gosh damn ranch
0: but sir we don't have any
1: you asked me what i'd like on my damn <laughs> salad i said I'd like some damn ranch dressing how about that that's oh god so oh, when uncle, when uncle tommy. tommy did this is at cattleman's in oklahoma city when he ordered like that so then this poor lady she brings the steak <laughs> And she says, um, would you like to cut into the steak to make sure it's, you know, to your liking? Tommy cuts into it. Well, <sighs> I guess that'll work. Would you like some A1 steak sauce? Tommy looks at her. You don't need steak sauce if the meat's worth the <laughs> I'm sorry for saying the F word, but in this story, it had to be so. So he takes one bite and he looks at her and goes, bring the sauce. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dang it, Uncle Tommy. But Cattleman's was still less embarrassing than taking Uncle Tommy to Denny's or Hooters.
0: Oh, God. Because
1: oh. Uncle Tommy at Hooters does that. What would you like to
0: eat? I'd like two big old firm breasts and some chicken. <laughs> I'm like, like. So, okay, we got to explain to the majority of the people out here who don't know who Uncle Tommy is. Uncle Tommy is your... dad's brother yeah and describe uncle tommy to the listeners uncle tommy is uh, a big guy
1: pretty huge Um, he drove drove a semi forever uh, drank whiskey out of the bottle smoked marlboro red cigarettes every day for 58 years (laughs) (laughs) he's just that uncle that we all have but uncle tommy he loves to sell people out like one time before Christmas, I don't even smoke and we were going to Rumford family Christmas where, you know, it's very wholesome. Not like the immediate Rumford Christmas where it's fun, but like the extended one where you have to sit with people you don't like. And, um, (laughs) so he's smoking a cigarette and he goes, you want to smoke? I'm like, yeah, yes. You know, what's Christmas morning without a Marlboro red, you know? (laughs) So uh, I smoked this cigarette, this old cowboy killer. And it was terrible it was like licking the bottom of your boot after walking through a cell barn so we get there we eat lunch and like all the that other room for they think i'm wholesome and which i'm pretty nice but after the deal's over tommy stands up and he goes well i guess this is where all the smokers go outside so that'll be me and jr and everyone's like, oh, my God, you smoke. I'm like, I don't <laughs> smoke. And he goes, tell that to the Marlboro Red you flicked out the window on the way here. <laughs> Damn it, Tommy. Oh. Uncle Tommy. I'm going to have Uncle Tommy on. There's a lot of people listening to know Uncle Tom. A lot of people on here have been in a pickle because of Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom tried to get me to give him $150 in cash for all the gifts that he'd bought me when I was younger. Right. <laughs> So, like, if you got you a Christmas present? He got me a red Camaro RC car when I was, like, eight, and then when I was 27, he wanted me to pay him back for it, (laughs) and he was dead serious (laughs)
0: about it. So... Uh, Uncle Tommy's got some, uh, to put it lightly, some medical issues. Yeah. Uh, And he had to have some home health nurses come. Yeah. I would like to get into uh, some of the things you've told me that- uh, I don't know if I want to talk about. (laughs)
1: Let's just put it this way. If you're a home health nurse, probably don't go to Tommy Rumford's house because he's going to ask you questions you may not feel comfortable to answer. (laughs) Don't you say it. Let's just put it this way. Of the three bright, beautiful, young, blonde nurses that have come to take care of Tommy
0: Rumford, they are each no longer nurses anymore. (laughs) Well, he he thought he was going to get a date with them, I think. Uh, You know, I'm sure, like you said, uh, when they woke up that morning, they're like, What are you going to get to do today, Rhonda? Uh, Well, oh my God, I'm going to
1: Abbeville to wash this guy. His in his sixties and his name's Uncle Tommy. <laughs> and it just turns me on. <laughs> he does like uh, he did that oh gosh. This is the last thing I'm gonna say about Uncle Tommy. Okay. Like, like at the Hooters. Your name Jenny? Oh yes I am. Gotta ask you. Does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> 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 or you like them hardwood floors? I'm like, gosh dang it. Tom, don't bring that up.
0: Oh, another Uncle thing. Tommy. Another
1: thing on restaurant etiquette. When you go to Hooters or Twin Peaks,
0: don't be that guy. You mean the guy that uh, at the at the Hooters? You know, there's always those regulars. My my older brother um, dated a, uh, a a waitress that from worked at Hooters. And, Hooters, uh, yeah. And uh, she she had her regulars. You know, they had the that guy. That came in every day, sat off in a corner that they'd go sit down with or whatever. They became friends with him, but it was just, there was always a huge element of creepiness. Like, uh, you know, like that guy got a little, maybe, I don't know. It's just creepy to me that that guy came in every day, knew that that waitress's schedule or knew all the waitresses by their first name and
1: they would. I would not use my real name.
0: My Hooters, Most of them don't. My Hooters
1: name it's would like be strippers. Yeah, my Hooters name would be Sally O'Malley. I've thought about it.
0: You would be the ugliest Hooter girl I would have, if in the I was history a, of Hooter girls. If
1: I was a chick, I'd have monster you, boobs. Because I'm a guy, and my boobs are pretty good right now. You're,
0: they're not boobs, they're moobs. <laughs> my
1: man boobs are like at least, I
0: could probably if I uh,
1: lost a few pounds. See, and, Suck my hair back.
0: I always I have what uh, I have the Hooters curse. I don't I, like I Hooters. always I always get and I have been to one in a long time but I always got the waitress in the jersey. Yeah, the well, one that they had to I hire. Know, but I just I'm just not a big you know, like that a, couldn't fit in the regular uniform. Those
1: restaurants are called restaurants, Like Twin Peaks and Hooters are restaurants. <sighs> like I don't care I I'm I'm at the Tw- age where I don't care to go stare at boobs at a restaurant you know is it I've, I've outgrown that yeah. but you know like Whatever. when you're 21 or your uncle Tommy
0: it's like well yeah boobs beer wings <laughs> so yeah uh the uh Twin Peaks I always got the waitress with like the uh, Chinese symbol planted firmly at the lower of her back on a tattoo I mean you know kind of or something wrote in Greek yeah a little uh yeah, I never, yeah, anyway, I'd rather just hit up a B-dubs. Yeah. The beer's always cold, and, yeah. I, get, and I get points.
1: Yeah, uh, you got a lot of points. When you scanned your B-dub card the other night, even the uh, the waiter goes, holy shit, you got a lot of points.
0: <laughs> I hoard them. When are you going to bust? Have, uh, yeah, but you know you can only get like two meals out of like 80,000 You got points. enough for four. I got 12,843. 12, That's, That's like, no the, like the
1: tickets at. Ski ball. I got sixteen thousand tickets. What can I get? Here's a ring pop. Let's start <laughs> off with a whistle. All right, you got three left. I'll give me one of them spider rings. But I guess in conclusion, kind of on the restaurant.
0: We have went a long way around. We have went <laughs> we have started at restaurant etiquette and, and went to Uncle Tommy to and then to Hooters and Twin Peach. Which, which is restaurant etiquette. Don't be that guy at Hooters. Or
1: Twin Peaks that's the weird
0: boob guy. Well, but uh, and 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 uh, what I really hate, too, and we experienced this in Monterey. We went to that one uh, sports bar, Knuckles or something like that. Oh, it was like a, oh, come mm-hmm. on, Jamie, It's me, Shannon, and we're in our matching white outfits. Like. Yeah, it was at a golf. It was really nice. But we were trying something different. And we went in, and we sat down, and I hate, I hate when wait staff walks by you. They see you there. They know you came in. Uh, You're supposed to seat yourself. It wasn't like we walked by the host stand and just sat ourselves. And then you get walked by. They don't ask you. They don't give you menus. They don't greet you. Just recognize that we're sitting there. So I had to go after, I don't know, almost 10 minutes. It felt like it probably was more like three, but it wasn't.
1: It wasn't long, but I was with you on that.
0: But I had to go get menus, and the guy was like, uh, "We're having a menu shortage," so I'm like, "What? I got a so money she, shortage. How about that? Yeah, Bring she, me a burger." She gives us one menu, and so I had to. I got another menu, whatever. And then doesn't ask us if we want something to drink, anything. And then the menu was all like, "Oh, uh, chicken pressed on bruschetta bread, lightly coated with olive um, yeah. seed oil." and grilled to a perfect 160. It's it's the for $28. It, yeah, it off. It's
1: the Beach Rich Californian Mercedes driving vegan
0: terrible menu, so yeah. we just said screw this. But my point is and we yeah, we went to <laughs> we went to Chili's. But my point is at least it's I hate it at when I worked in the industry. I worked in you the service did it work in the damn
1: food industry. How long did you work in the food
0: industry? I worked for multiple years, at least uh, two years at the, um, back then it was before it was Whips, it was A.J. Steakhouse in uh, Sydney, Iowa. I, at 14, I was barely 14, I got a job washing dishes. Yeah. Yep. Washing dishes. Um, and then I would uh, go bus tables. I would wait. I've waited. I've bartended a long time bartender a terrible bartender uh, i've cooked i've ran the griddle oh, i've ran the well, kitchen I at I did the not bar know that. Um, in sydney that not the the steakhouse went to the bar and ran that i i actually uh when i was 15 i also worked in the kitchen at the fremont county healthcare center yep served meals to our ed- elderly people that you know had to have assistance oh yeah it was they would it'd be like today's menu: a hamburger and French fries with some sort of dessert, and it would be like the hamburger for the for the <laughs> residents that had no teeth. Oh, they pureed it, oh, so it was like boss. they would literally put in the bun, the meat, Ham- hamburger and juice, the ketchup, and yeah, and just just puree it and su- and serve it with Why? the ice cream scoop. That was oh. their meal. Of course, I had to try it. It was awful. My first day on the job, (laughs) I took this late. I was having fun. We made them extra sloppy for you kids. Yeah, and and the guy that, uh, oh, his name was Harold was the cook. Harold was one weird dude. Harold liked dudes, by the way.
1: He was like the guy on Wet Hot American
0: Summer, the the cook on there. Nope, Harold liked dudes and wore a really bad toupee.
1: Whatever you're into. You no, know
0: that's I mean. fine. I'm just I'm just describing Harold. I don't care. I'm just saying I want you to get picture Harold. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs>
1: For the record, Justin Rumford is now not paying attention.
0: <laughs> so my first day on the job, I would, there was this little guy, and I was kind of acting like I was going fast, you know, making a car noise, and he was having fun, whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. So I grab, you know, they were in wheelchairs and they would all just wheel out and they'd be in the, like the living area and uh, watching whatever was on TV and then we would go put them help the nurses put them at they each person had their their spot. Yeah. Right? Had their It's like a church, you set the same yes, spot the every same time. Yes, the same spot, you know. So I take this guy and I wheel him around and he's like, hey. you know, he's laughing. This is fun." So I park him, lock him in. And then I go back and get this other lady, and I'm like, oh, and then I'm like weaving through the tables, like pole bend. I would and not on. want to She's be in ol- oh. I would not want to be in a wheelchair. If I'm ever in a wheelchair, I don't want you pushing my <laughs> She's ass. She's like going, oh, and finally she gets out. Stop. <laughs> Come on, you are a dick. I thought she was having fun. Come to find out, she a hundred and two years old. Oh my God! Out. Pushing an old lady that fast could break her
1: hip just from the velocity of moving.
0: Oh God! And we had this guy sat out right, side, right outside the uh, the kitchen door, and he'd go, "Hey da, hey da, huda, hey da, hey boy, hey boy, come on here, boy." That's what I'll tell you. He'd always say, "Hey da, like hey da,", da, da, da every like time. A cartoon because he said he got. Uh, kidnapped by the indians and the indians raised him native americans sorry you know what i meant <laughs> yeah yep the last thing i'm gonna say before we go to
1: break and introduce our guest
0: do you want i got so many stories you don't want more healthcare center stories no I'm about, How about to the throw- time i came out and there was this there was this guy uh what was her name oh dad gummit mildred or something like that That's and i and and i worked there with two friends and uh, two gals and they came in, they were a year above me in school, and they came in like, hey, Josh, we need some help out here. Um, Mildred, we'll call her that. And I opened the door, and there she was, topless, drinking a Milwaukee's Best Red Label. <laughs> See, they could have a beer if their doctor approved it and their family would bring it buy it for them. They could have one. And she was from Hamburg, Iowa, and she'd always go to the Blue Moon she Saloon. She had her shirt off? She had her shirt off at it looked like two tube socks half filled with sand oh yeah and there she was in all her glory and so (laughs) the nurses hated me because i'd rile them up she so i got her by her arm and like you know like I said, when "Come on, mother, her arm, was her boob still out? No, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, grabbed her by her arm make, like,
0: like did, she was my date. And, did you make and, eye contact with the nipple? Uh, oh, of course. How could oh, you not? God. And she had, in her other hand, she had her beer, and I said, come on, let's go to the blue moon. She goes, well, hell yeah. And so we went and walked out of the, and we walked around the nursing station. And they got so mad at me because... Was parading there you talk about all the shit I've done. Holy crap! I was fifteen. It was funny. She was having fun. She was laughing and did you ask at her where her shirt was? It was on the table. But then the did nurse, you that's to, the nurse's job what? to get her clothes. You back. should have said hair. Hey, I was. You- I was, having, I was taking my date to the blue moon. You should have said, yo, baby, cover your titties. We're about to go on a date. That's
1: what I would have said at 15.
0: <laughs>
1: well, hell yeah, she said. God, can we please stop with the nursing home stories? <laughs> I've got some other nasty ones if you want to get into No. I've seen
0: some shit.
1: I don't want to know. Um, ugh. It's, hater,
0: hey da, hater, hey, boy. That's, uh,
1: yeah. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Yeah, that's
0: basically what he would do. You
1: do? Um, the last thing I'm going to say uh, about restaurant etiquette is on the restaurant side, uh, the only thing I don't like, and you know me, I like about anything, but I don't like when a waiter or waitress um, that you just are trying to small talk with start laying it on the line, like you sit down, like, okay, how are you guys doing today? And you're like, oh, pretty good. Like, how are you? Well, not real good since my boyfriend dumped me. Oh,
0: they give you this, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's that's terrible. a whole another thing oh, when it's people been give you the, yeah. their life story and you don't give a shit, like you're just other, being polite. The other
1: day in the airport, when that girl's like, well, not real good since my car got repoed. I'm like, oh, your car got repoed? Yeah, my boyfriend he took all my money when he when he broke up with me and didn't even care about our child. I'm like can I get an appetizer? <laughs> you know? She's like, well, I just... Can I have a straw? And then I'm like, okay, so I just kind of cut it off. She comes back, I'm like, thank you so much. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, anything is... Anytime anybody's nice to me and says thank you, it just makes me feel good since the way that my boyfriend treated me before he left.
0: Yeah. Um, Or the other day at Chili's, the bartender, she was like, uh, I'm like, how, how was your day, ma'am? You know, you could tell, I... 'Cause she was kinda just kinda put our menus down. And so when I feel that somebody is not really responsive, it just eggs me to really start talking to them. Yeah. And so, how was your day, madam i <sighs> It'd be better if I wasn't in so much pain. Sorry I'm not small talking.
1: Um, we don't care. We don't care. <laughs> I mean, I care but I don't.
0: I don't want her to be in pain, but let's go. Yeah. I mean, you're in the service industry, you have to deal with people. I'm sorry. Can and, you
1: imagine if I did that as Rodeo Clown? And when you're hey, as Justin jolly as Rumford. Ladies and gentlemen, our Rodeo Clown Justin Rumford. How's it going, Justin? Well, it was a lot better when my cat was still alive. <laughs> did you know that feline AIDS is the largest killer of domestic house cats in America? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of times when I don't want to be happy, but you know, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Oh. With that being said, we're going to go to a break and we're going to come back with one of the coolest dudes I have ever met. PRCA Contract Act of the Year, cowboy, painter, train driver. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back with Bobby Kerr.
0: Chat. Hurry, we got a very a special guest with us today. Oh, I'm excited about this. Okay. Uh, why are you so excited? What what makes you excited about this dude?
1: Well, okay, uh, I've talked about in the past like people that are cool. And I even did a, a little segment on the coolest dudes I know. <laughs> and and Bobby Kerr is our guest today. Bobby the, He's like uh the cross between George Strait, the Marlboro man, Channing Tatum
0: channing tatum yeah
1: because he's a good-looking dude i mean that bobby you're a good-looking dude like, i'm not the weird most way.
2: uncool dude you don't even know me
1: <laughs> but uh our guest today the one and only bobby kerr Da-da-da-da-da. welcome to logan coach studios
2: hey thanks for having me
1: and the reason i'm so excited i've i've known bobby since uh let's see 2014 was that the mm-hmm. first the yeah. first year you went yes sir so Bobby, uh, a little background on Bobby Kerr. Bobby Kerr is uh, like the man, the Mustang trainer. The uh, he puts horses in anything: motorcycles, cars, inline trailers. <laughs> um, real quick, Bobby, just uh, you are uh, a horse trainer. Tell us a little bit about uh, before we get into the real shit. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the, the the Mustang program. You go and you pick these. Mustang's out, and there's a competition,
2: right? Yeah, it's about 120 days. We bid or on, a, on a horse, on a Mustang. We see about a, I don't know, 10 or 15-second video of them. And uh, we pick the horse. We bid on them. And uh, then about a month later, you go pick them up. So here in a couple of weeks, I'm fixing to pick one up in Nevada. And it's for the competition in January in Fort Worth. So it's approximately 120 days. All the trainers go back. You know they pick them up the same day. We go compete the same day. And uh, depending on the level of the makeover, uh, this one we're going to do in Fort Worth, it pays fifty thousand bucks. Ooh, dang. dang! And you've won that once. Once, yeah. okay. I've done it three different years. Gotcha.
0: Um, and those are the horses that you use in your acts.
2: Yep, first year I had Poncho and poncho, Lefty, yep, so yep. I still use Poncho. The second year I won it with the Car Act on a horse called Maypot, but he he was half-blind and pretty bronky, and he wouldn't fit down the road program. Gotcha. I was always scared yeah. somebody would walk by and yeah. kick him or Sounds something. Sounds like sure. my dad,
1: half-blind and pretty But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, So these horses, though, that... Does everybody in the contest in January have to pick through the same herd? Or can anybody be like, okay, I got a Mustang. I found this Mustang here.
2: No, um, you got to pick from their pool of horses. From their pool of yep. horses. And you bid on them. Yes, sir. Uh. Previously, like Poncho and Trigger, we bid on them to buy them, adopt them, and we own them. This one this year, we bid on the right to train that particular horse. Yeah. And then after the competition, the last day, they auction them off oh dang yeah it's kind of what i'm thinking so i sure liking the one i got picked and and
1: and the cool thing that you do which is so cool and and your act like you came out of nowhere you almost went right to the top right off the bat that because yeah. i never even i remember like somebody saying oh you heard about bobby kerr i'm like no and i got to woodlake california and the day before and there's this dude out riding this horse in the arena and and he, this huge motorhome that was fully wrapped—your first motorhome—and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Who Ooh. is this guy?" I, I, nah. yeah. No offense, yeah. Bobby. Before I knew, <laughs> you, I was like,
0: "Who that's, is this douche?" I that's... was the same way. I'm like, "Who did Cotton wrangle up here?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: but you know, the Flying you e Rodeo—they they brought me to California for the first time, and they they got you going. But yeah. when you started, you were like, "You get to ease up through the ranks." You went right to the top in a hurry.
2: Well, I was blessed, you know, and. And because of the Mustang makeovers and the freestyle, uh, my freestyles become my acts. And, uh, you know, a few people, I think, called Mr. Cotton, and, and he watched me on that Mustang Millionaire on uh, television. And uh, next thing I got a call, and Cotton and Reno hired me for 40 to 50 Hired me for 40, but I think I worked 50 performances yeah. the first yeah. year. Once they found out you're I that didn't good, even no. know, you know, who Mr. Cotton was, you know. Really? And, and people on the East Coast said, man, you're going to go work for Cotton Rosser, you know. I said, yeah, yeah, you know him? Who, who, who is he? <laughs> I had no idea. Wow. That's I- crazy that you didn't,
0: I mean. Because it's not like you weren't in the uh, the Western industry, you know. I was look. Yeah, but I I really wasn't a rodeo guy. No, because I I looked up some some highlights here, and this is uh, actually off the uh, Cinch website. Yeah, Yeah. a a fellow Cinch and Dorsey. Lead don't follow. That's right. Uh, In '85, you were the AQHA Senior Cutting Horse Honor Roll Champion. Mm -hmm. '93 Futurity Limit Open finalist, Um, and actually, this is cool. You founded one of the founders or you were, you were founded the Texas yes, Cowboy sir. Hall of Fame.
2: We, we started it in Heiko, Texas.
0: That's that's cool.
2: That is pretty badass.
0: That's awesome. And then I mean and then it's uh you know it goes into the the stuff we've already talked about, but you were that's a lot of stuff. That's it, a lot of stuff. Now, well, you yeah. but but are during all that, I mean, how long have you lived in Texas? Cuz you're you're Canadian by birth, yeah. right? home and native land. That's right.
1: Half Canadian.
2: Well, so. off and on. I ran away from home when I was fourteen. Wound up in Illinois and worked there for a year and met a guy from Tyler, Texas. Went to work for him, and then I started working in Texas in the in the winter time and going back to Canada in the summer. Let's uh, and, let's, uh, let's get into that. Yeah, you, you ran away
0: from home at fourteen. Yep. Wow.
1: At fourteen, like when you look back at those days. Have you always had, like, an interest in training horses? Or when you were 14, oh, you yeah. you're just wild as shit and just ready to beat no, up No, no.
2: Roy Rogers, my hero, and the guy I worked for up there was my hero. Yeah. You know, he used to pinstripe and paint and train horses, and and he had a, a rodeo act. I mean, he was my hero, Chuck Aylett. Yeah. Huh. And uh, his wife was a trick rider and one of my school teachers. So, I mean, they just, they were my idols. And uh, when I was fourteen, I was still there, saddling horses and cleaning stalls and whatever. And he had a horse come in, like to sell or ride or something. And on the back of the papers, it said Cletus Hulling Quarter Horses, Smithton, Illinois. And he he said this place here has five, six hundred head of horses, and they hire hands, and they got their own string, and you can go there and buy a rope horse, a barrel horse, a polo mm-hmm. horse, whatever kind of horse you want. He was largest horse trader in the country, and the whole time he's telling me this, I'm thinking, man, if I want to beat real cowboy, that's where I need to go. So he left the room, put them papers in his desk, and I went and pulled them papers out and wrote down Cletus Holling, Illinois. I went back to the barn, my buddy cleaned stalls I said, "I'm fixing a run off. you want to go with me?" He was sixteen, just turned sixteen, and uh He's he didn't have very good home life. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hell yeah, I'll go." Wow! So oh, we went and bought a 1960 Chevrolet pickup. Went and bought some plywood. I sold a horse for 650 bucks. App horse I had, and that money was in a little. You Tupperware got 650
1: dollars for an app.
2: <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That's awesome. And, and he was a bronc.
0: <laughs>
2: Anyhow, that money i put in a little tupperware thing in my mama's freezer downstairs in the house so we dip into that and got plywood and went and built a uh camper on the back of this put little bunk beds in there we were getting ready to go to a rodeo labor day weekend but that was our plan we told our folks we were going to rodeo and uh we actually went to new york state went across the border told the guys at the border we were going to the buckboard westernware place you know and they said okay <laughs> and as soon as we got across the border we were like yeah a couple of bandits yeah so we drove down there to cletus's and pulled up driving into smithton there's a big sign you know the sliding horse stops at quarter horse capital of the world smithton illinois went there and he was just getting in his car fixing to leave to go to horse sales and I asked him for a job and he said I ain't got time son right now if you're here I'll be back gone a couple weeks you come back I'll, we'll talk about it so we just camped out really? stayed there got to know the people huh. and the guy that was with me he couldn't ride nothing he just wasn't a horseman so we were trying to teach him to ride so he could get a job when he just come back and and uh, anyhow he come back he couldn't believe he said, you guys still here? <laughs> and uh, he said, saddle horse up and come up here in front of my office and ride, and we'll see. So he hired us. He said, if I hire one, I guess got to hire you both, and I'll pay you $50 a week and give you a trailer house to live in. We are excited. Dagum. It's like, it's like working for Mo Better Rodeo Company right there. <laughs> I got that in 2005. <laughs> well, you know, I got worried about my folks, and I'd left a little letter kind of insinuating i'd gone to the west coast up uh, canada <laughs> and left a letter insinuating yeah uh,
1: i'm going to the western canada but really i'm going to <laughs> illinois which is south
2: of well canada. i you know i was on a missing persons list and i had the oh, rcmp shit. looking oh, for me and no all this way. stuff my mother was freaking out you well were, yeah of course
1: <laughs> yeah and, uh, <laughs> i mean yeah, your mom's going to worry a little bit. <laughs> like when I was 14, I couldn't go to the grocery store by myself. So,
2: <laughs> Well, uh, I sent her a postcard, told her I was okay, and I had a job, and I'd see her in the spring. Well, they took that postcard to Chuck where I used to work, and he said, hell, I know where they're at. They're down at Cletus Hollings. So one morning, I'm out there washing my face, and my dad's standing there oops i went god dang got your ass bobby (laughs) busted so i you know i told cletus i was 16 years old to get the job and they told him i was just 14 and i was supposed to be in school and so we had to follow them 850 miles all the way back to canada Ooh. and uh we got home she had the principal of the school come to our house sit at the kitchen table and he, he said well did you have a nice holiday bobby i said well it wasn't a holiday i was working you know i was proud of my new career yeah yeah hell yeah. uh, he said well you you just can't do that yet you got to go to school i said no i'm going back they said no you're not and i said yeah i am and i said you might you know make me go to school but i said y'all are gonna mess up turn around i said i'll be gone and i convinced him he said uh most kids don't know what they want, but you dang sure know what you want. And he convinced my mother to let me go. Wow.
1: The principal did.
2: Yep. Yeah. The very next day, they wow. took me to Buffalo and put me on a Greyhound bus.
1: But, you know, I think that's wow. pretty badass, though, because, you know, with in your situation, you know, you, you were trying to do what you wanted to do. And, and it wasn't like you were just laying around, you
2: know,
0: no. somewhere you you had a goal. And that's pretty Pretty damn cool i think it's it's the story gangster. yeah well, it kind of reminds me what's that movie oh i'm blanking them got the the with the, the the two buddies ride off to mexico and to get a job on that horse ranch yeah and they have the little young guy hell i was riding when i fell off uh yeah. i'll he, think of it and
1: you know what the cool thing is too how many 14 year old kids in today's society would go to work somewhere like that you know it just doesn't happen so you you got to go back you went to Buffalo yeah and
2: uh I cut I took a, a bus and I took a, a taxi from Belleville to Smithton I'll, I'll never forget I got out of that car and Cletus was trying to sell a horse to somebody in front of his office there in the parking lot and I had my three hats on my head and my two suitcases you know and. And he said, I'll be goddamn, boy. Get on this horse, spin him around, and show him how good a horse he is. You know, and I got <laughs> on that horse and spun him around, you know. And, and it was, you know. Was, that's a vision. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's why, it's, that's why I say Bobby Kerr is one of the
1: coolest dudes I've ever
0: met. Well, I mean, it, yeah. The, the, nobody, re, you know, it's just like most entertainers, a lot of people don't get to really know us. You know, uh, as far as the fans and the stands, yeah. you know, so this is this is what's that's cool about the, you know the show and other shows. I know you've been on other guys' podcasts and stuff like that, but this is you know we want to we really want to delve in, but yeah, it's all the pretty horses. Oh yeah, from Matt that's, Damon, all yeah. the pretty horses. Yeah, Matt Damon's and, a great actor. Anyway, that's, the, that's um, the movie I was thinking of.
1: And so when the rodeo deal started with your acts, there's not just one mustang act. There is he's had the saloon the the bridge that uh yeah. if you guys get a chance roping to, the calf
0: that well, the oh on the, the yeah the one that on remote runs, control yeah car he, he's got the uh the, and, ol, the old car that the the horse gets in he's got the coolest car ever now and the best thing about all this in my opinion is that he's built it all yeah he doesn't hire that out you you're very talented in me- mechanically
2: well, also i don't know you know i got a shop and I got into metal art business for 20 years. I used to build Western furniture and metal art. So, I'm not a great welder, but I can he, get around. You, you know. You've done you this, metal
0: though, art and furniture? This metal art Is thing? Is there anything? You, no, Bobby Kirk. Have you played football professionally? <laughs> no, no. I mean. He played baseball with the Padres. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but one day when we're at the ranch in Marysville, uh, he goes, hey, check this out. And he had freehanded this Flying U Ranch sign out of metal. That was the coolest thing I you remember doing that? Yeah. It said flying you ranch, it said cotton rosser and and I'm like, How did you do that? He's like, Oh, I just had some spare time. I
0: just whipped this dude out. I'm like you That's mean, amazing. You mean you found some spare metal laying around the Flying yeah. ranch?
2: <laughs> they had a plasma torch and I found a sheet of metal around back. So What
1: does what do they do with a plasma torch at the Flying <laughs> ranch? Cut up old trucks and trailers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh that when you were talking about the guy pinstriping, if you've seen any of Bobby Kerr's vehicles, the Good and Broke Ranch, uh Bobby does all the
2: painting himself. And he's I did not know that. Yeah. Well, Chuck taught me how to paint. You know, letter, sign letter, and back when I used to try to rodeo. What did you do? What event did you try? Bronc riding. I rode calves, rode broncs, okay. got on some bulls, um, but when I was broke, we'd go to the nearest truck stop, and that was back before you know vinyl lettering mm-hmm. and all like yep. that and i'd i'd letter somebody's bug shield for nothing put their cb handle on it or whatever and next thing you know the next truck would say well we do mine next we do mine next and pretty soon you know i'd get 25 bucks a piece and knock out 10 and i'd have 250 bucks and here we Whee! head to the next one you know party so- that's
1: is, that is a way better way to make money at the truck stop than i remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, you
0: you must have been the ugliest lot lizard in the history of lot lizards well i'm not gay but 20 bucks is 20 bucks right uh so you're kind of a i like to think is a you know an old outlaw an old bandit you know tell us an old bandit stories Uh, from back in the day bobby because i I know there's Behind that, that I want to classic bust Western this. cowboy smile right there, he's flashing at us. There I, is some. I never did nothing. No, bad. no, no. I, That's the point of Rump Chat, Bobby. I gotta you, tell you knew this. that when you walked in here. <laughs> so,
1: Bobby is a listener of Rump Chat. Yes, And he listens awesome. to the episode talking about wild old arrest stories. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to Hatchpy, he told me, a, like, I think that, me and you think that we're kind of gangster. No, well, I don't. We're, I'm, we're I'm pretty the most big un-gangster. pussies. I mean, really. <laughs> So Bobby, tell us the story about back in the day, the railroad track story. Oh boy, this bo- <laughs> this makes my story I've, suck. Yeah, I
0: have not heard this. <laughs> Please, well, Bobby, this the this stage is yours. It's
1: Rump Chat. You got to tell it, Bob Rump Chat. You said it to Hatchby. you would tell it on
2: Rump Chat. Well, I had a couple of beer then. Oh well. We got some beer <laughs> <in> right <laughs> now. Give them one of your White Claws. <laughs> <laughs> Want to no, drink? That's okay.
1: Black Cherry White Claw.
2: <laughs> Seems like whenever I come up with a good story, there's alcohol involved. that's, and, that's you know. It's amen, a catalyst. Amen, brah. Amen. Yeah. Well, I'm about 19 at this time. I had a i had a dually pretty nice chevy dually and i don't know why in the hell i traded it for a ford uh single-wheeled three-quarter ton pickup but i did we just traded one day i mean paul jones was his name and uh anyhow i guess i got broke or tired of the truck one of the two probably broke and uh a friend of mine had a car auction So I decided I'm going to put this pickup in a car auction and pay it off and get something else, I guess, you know. So I started sanding and marking it off to paint some stripe on the side, you know, just make clean it up, make it look better for the auction. Started drinking some beer. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we're at my buddy's uh, parking lot at the apartment, and I was working on this, and he went and got a case of beer. And so we just kind of worked on this truck, drank beer all day got done with the truck was pretty proud of it and went to hotel to the bar and went to another bar and went got some whiskey and sun's going down so we're driving around the back roads you know just telling wild west stories driving around drinking and (laughs) and uh you know it's getting pretty late in the night early in the morning and going down these back roads and i go like where in the hell are we he said i don't know better turn around well we keep going and going and going there's no place to turn around and i come up on these railroad tracks i said well i'll turn around on these tracks and i kind (laughs) of headed turned on the tracks seemed like a good idea to turn
0: around on some railroad tracks.
2: well when i went back up i hit that gravel and that truck kept sliding over you know after two or three times i just started heading down the tracks (laughs) he started freaking out (laughs) yeah people do that when you start driving a vehicle on railroad tracks (laughs) i said well we'll come to a crossroad and i'll just get off there and hang another right and you know so i'm driving second gear third gear hell we're trucking right along you know i thought there ain't nothing to this and all of a sudden we go quite a ways the truck comes to a stop i still got the clutch out and fuel on and we're not going nowhere. And I thought, God damn, my clutch is out. Something. It just ain't uh, going. Yeah. And uh, so I go to step out, step out, and hell, I look down and there's water all around us. <laughs> we're in the middle of a lake on a train trestle and the gravel's gone and the truck had slid over and the rear end was sitting on one of the tracks. So both wheels were in the air. Uh, Next time
1: you think you're having a shitty day, <laughs> think at least you're not in a pickup. On a railroad track parked in a lake. <laughs> yeah, it
2: it wasn't good. And my buddy, he worked for the railroad. He said, Oh shit, he said, We're in the middle of montsburg Reservoir. And he said, There's trains come through here like all the time. All all the time. He and said, We gotta get the hell out of here. And the butthole puckers right there. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't a kidding. And I went, Holy shit. Ain't this the tits? <laughs> <laughs> yes perfect so, <laughs> yes i had a cedar post in the back of my pickup i said let's get this and just roll it off in the lake <laughs> i don't <laughs> care just about the truck you know it. let's not cause a wreck so we got the cedar post under the truck and we got to rocking it and i you know i almost thought we were gonna do it but it, we couldn't do it and uh so i was looking around thinking and way back yonder you could see a farm light. So I said, that guy's got to have a tractor. Let's go. Let's go. You know, so we're running down the train tracks, going back towards land, jumping the fences, going towards this farmhouse light. My buddy, he's going to the house to see if he's got a tractor. Well, I stuck my head in the barn shed, and, damn, there was a tractor. I jump on it. I said, keys are in it. Come on. <laughs> let's dump. We ain't got time to ask. If
1: you don't want your tractor stolen, take the keys well, out. Well, who Duh. takes the
2: keys out of the tractor?
1: I take keys out of my tractor anyway go
2: ahead bobby sorry well i didn't even open a gate didn't even open a door i drove through everything <laughs> drove over and through everything and crossed through his pasture through the gates down the train tracks <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't get to my truck fast enough to push it off in the lake before a train comes uh-huh. my logical thinking
1: yeah i mean it makes sense. so
2: i get to my truck well there's no loader whatever on this tractor so i just started pushing my truck like an idiot with the front wheels i'm going to push it off well the front wheels go under the back bumper of the truck and i got the two of them locked together so now i got the tractor stuck hooked uh. to my truck and i'm going forward and back forward and back and freaking out next thing stomper taps me on the shoulder and he said there's a train coming what Around, sure enough, here comes the train, and I'm trying and trying. I said, We better oh, grab what oh. we want and jump, you know. So we jump in the lake, and we're going wading towards land, and here comes the train by us. They got the brakes lo- locked up. It looks like Fourth of July. I mean, it's just sliding by us, and it hits the tractor and hits the truck, and shit goes flying, you know. <laughs> It's not good. And uh, oh. finally it gets stopped, you know. And this is September up in Canada. It's kind of cold. The water's cold. And we can hear the guy coming from the caboose, you know, coming up. And the guys from the engine get out. What
1: the F? What the hell did we hear? What was that?
2: You know, we're just kind of laying in the water. What'd you, know? you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so (laughs) we just keep wading along you know we get back to land and we start running running through the woods going towards traffic running into barbed wire fences we were all cut up you know scared we get to the what it was the 401 highway and we start hitchhiking and this guy stops and picks us up well we're soaking wet wet scratched and bloody you know and you can see the look on this guy's face We got a ride to the truck stop, called this guy's brother to come get us, and he took us back to the apartment where it all started. And We're like, holy Christ, what? You think you got away with it you know, at this point, don't what you? What the hell happened, you know? Well, that was crazy. Well, see you in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of how it went. I didn't know what to do. We just went to bed. You only stole a
1: tractor <laughs> to push a truck off the railroad tracks that got hit by a train. Uh, it's like a normal
2: Tuesday for him, Bone. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, get up next morning. I thought, well, I'm just going to call the cops and tell them somebody stole my truck. <laughs>
1: That's that's so. actually not a terrible idea. That's <laughs> yeah, kinda like insurance, insurance fraud. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time I Two are kindred spirits. <laughs> Maybe that's why we like each other. We both tried to uh, call the cops for fake insurance claims. Yeah.
2: Well, the cops Started you know, well, just come on down, fill out a report. What's your name? And I go, Bobby Kerr. Where are you at? So I said, We're, you know, at these so and so apartments and in milton well we'll come get you <laughs> i said okay yeah you no know. you're not how nice because <laughs> i'm not there anymore well little did <laughs> i know throughout the night they'd been dragging the lake looking for our bodies and they went got the tag i guess off the truck and went to the guy that i traded trucks with i never took it out of his name so they went got him up in the middle of the night thinking it was him he said, well, no, I traded that truck to Bobby Kerr, so they tracked it. Then they found out where I lived, and I lived with an Englishman in uh, uh, Campbellville. Well, they went and searched his house, searched the hayloft, shotguns, everything looking for me. So when I said the name, they they knew the name because they'd been hunting for me all night. And uh, so we get down to the police station, <laughs> and they separate <laughs> us and go to questioning us, you know. And they said, Nobody stole your goddamn truck. You drove it down the tracks and caused one hell of a wreck. And I said, What the hell are you talking about? Not me. I've been home bed. You you stick know, to your story, stick <laughs> to your story right? yeah, That's that's really trying to get you. <laughs> well, he reached across the table, took his big old fist and slammed it down on the table right in front of my face and scared the crap out of me. And uh, he said, "Look, you little bastard! I know you stole that." <laughs> and he said, "There ain't much left, but we found the steering wheel to that tractor, and up at your goddamn printery on it, and you're going to jail." He said, "I'm going to be hard on you." And uh, I said, "Yes, sir, I did it." <laughs> no, oh, you, <laughs> Bob, you can't. Imagine oh, <laughs> being nineteen.
0: You've wrecked. You, you, you your truck's gone. Uh, you stole a tractor. It's gone, and you wrecked a train. <laughs> that's
1: that's pretty awesome that's rock and roll once
0: again we haven't done shit rump that
1: is more rock and roll lifestyle than my pussy little getting insurance from (laughs) (laughs) that's good so but tell so after it happened though there's more
2: well they uh of course took us to jail and charged me with a (laughs) lot of stuff uh stealing and theft over so-and-so and dangerous yeah. driving and drunk and everything and, they could yeah, think a of a lot of stuff wrecking yeah. a train <laughs> yeah
1: that little, little ticket um
2: <laughs> so uh the the detective you know he actually turned in to be a pretty nice guy once we i leveled with him and told him the whole story how this all happened did he giggle at all did no, he laugh not you, really no now, I feel
1: like if I was a detective,
2: be like, "You, you did what?" <laughs> you know? Well, he he said, "So what are you gonna do if they put up like a twenty five thousand dollars bond on you or whatever?" I said, "Well, I guess we're gonna stay in jail because <laughs> be I you. ain't got nobody to call." <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, so he he talked to the judge and got us set free on basically a promissory deal to show up in court at whatever date that was and uh so i had it not been for him uh we'd had to stay in jail till court wow yeah they won't let you out uh, so anyhow uh i wasn't supposed to drive or drink or all that stuff you know yeah and uh
0: especially at the same
2: time (laughs) you know i could i could go on and on up there at that time we didn't have our picture on our driver's license. Yeah. Oh, Shit. that's right. Yeah, yeah. They, that's just a, a, So I had three jobs at the time. I unloaded trucks, and I worked in a mushroom, packing mushrooms, uh... I wouldn't say
1: that, Bobby. That's got a different implication in this day and age. Well, you know, not
2: the mushrooms. drug
0: mushrooms. Real edible
2: mushrooms. Oh, like, that, right, like right, you put on a pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what I... They, they didn't make you giggle or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they don't make you see <laughs> monsters. <laughs> yeah. Hello, see big Satan. P- purple dragon. But anyhow, I had to get to work, so I borrowed my buddy's license, driver's license. And, uh well, wow, there's so much to this story. I, I got to limit it. I well, got no, nothing you're not to limited. do. Hey. I got nothing to do. Anyhow... Uh, <laughs> I was going to acting where I was living at the time, and uh, I got pulled over for Spaden, and I got him a speeding ticket. The <laughs> very <next laughs> nice. I had to call So him let, let, let's just recap. <laughs> okay, recap. This was recap
0: what it means to be Bobby Kerr's friend.
2: Well, actually, <laughs> okay, he I drug would, one 16 year old <laughs> down to the know.
0: States and then got, had to drive back because they got caught. Uh, another buddy fixed up a truck and then did that whole fiasco. He gets to jail. And then he takes his buddy's license and then he gets a ticket.
2: Yeah. Sure did.
0: (laughs) You two are kindred spirits.
2: (laughs) The the guy said he said, Well, have a good evening, Mark. I said, What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah Mark. I thought you said anyhow. Something um, else. uh, We uh got to court. You know, my uh my daddy heard it on radio. And uh, my mama saw it on television. It was a pretty big deal when the train wreck happened. Yeah. It was on the news and TV and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I had to call my buddy, John Snowballoon, really good friend. And I used to shoe their horses, and his daddy had just become a lawyer. And they owned a big trucking company. So uh, John was kind of always bailing me out. He had already got me out of trouble for uh roping A waitress. I was charged with assault. was a lariat one time. An assault with the, the rope. So <laughs> I uh I call, oh,
1: that's so good. I can't, can't make that here. up. Well you can't rope a waitress. What can you do in
2: this world? Was she
1: was, she was she
0: pretty? Was she hot? Yeah. Was that why you're roping her
2: or was she Yeah, and alcohol was involved. <laughs> i love you bobby <laughs> this is awesome but anyhow uh after john got done laughing when i told him what i did now he did laugh and uh so ross uh his daddy become my lawyer and uh bless his heart he's the best man in the world but he had a little problem he he liked to drink yeah and uh so, when we're going to court, we had to stop and get a six-pack, you know, on the way. So, it's calm not a our terrible nerves. Idea. not a terrible one. And uh, anyhow, when it w- got to court, you know, that detective stood up and he said, you know, these these kids aren't really bad kids. It ain't like they were standing on a street corner looking for trouble and doing drugs or whatever. They were just out having a good time and, and uh, drinking a little too much. And it started snowballing. And it, it just got away. And so he put in a good word for me. The judge said that uh, I should have never done what I did, should have never drove down the tracks. And But he said the only thing that proved, I created a hell of a wreck, but actually by stealing a tractor, it proved that I was trying to prevent a hell of a wreck. You know? Yeah. So Makes I. Sense. Makes sense uh lost my license i think just did you you lose mark's license (laughs) no he's he's just had to pay for (laughs) it and uh uh i had to pay uh i forget how much it was i i want to say 55 or 5700 and tom and i had to split that for the man's tractor but they'd saved you know all their savings and bought this tractor and had it paid for so the the farmer actually actually when i i used to take the payments there every month and his wife told me that i should start milling them because if her husband catches me he'll kill me Ooh. for wrecking his tractor mm. and uh so anyhow, i started mailing them yeah yeah good idea good. good call good call uh, but yeah it was uh, quite the quite
1: the deal and a, a little more to this story um as we've talked on ROME chat Bobby is one of, uh, like me and Hambone, we have uh, awesome wives. Ashley is the best. Whitney is the best. Susan, your wife, is a saint. I love her. She's awesome. But you know that Bobby took Susan, his wife,
2: back to the train tracks (laughs) where he wrecked. I did. That's awesome. Just a couple years ago. I love that. uh, We were on... uh, I think that was before we got married. It was kind of oh. like a date. You, t- you know, we walked down the train tracks and found a railroad spike, which we still have. Really? <laughs> now he's
0: stealing <laughs> railroad property. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've already been
1: charged for that. Did, uh, when did you and, and your wife, when did you guys meet? Like, when,
2: was, when did the Bobby and Susan show start? Well, um, I was living in uh, Heiko, Texas. No, I wouldn't. We were in uh, South Fort Worth. We we're down there for the winter, and uh, I actually went to Mansfield cowbell Rodeo, to rub calves, on a Saturday night. And my two buddies were with me. They went to Northside Fort Worth honky tonking, yep. and <laughs> no stock uh, Cadillacs. You know, they come home, and uh, I'd already been to the rodeo, and I said, "Well, how's Northside?" "Oh, good, good." We met these two chicks just awesome girls you know shot pool with them whatever and they're coming down here tomorrow and uh i said all good you know so the next day we were out there painting mayor covers you know for this guy's place we were staying at and here come this 70 boss mustang just putting up there you know fastback four speed you know well that was susan that- susan was <laughs> driving the boss and i could see that yeah and I thought, wow, you know. And anyhow, Schmiergen, <laughs> <laughs> did she get out and it looked like the white snake
0: video or her hair <laughs> going? And, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. any chick that drives a cool
2: car is hot. Like, that's, that's she, a proven she fact. She definitely was, you know? so was. So it was. So we like, hit it off. Here I go again on
0: my own. The wind blowing. Exactly how it was. Sonic the on the hood. <laughs> Cigarette. No, that no. would have been even hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do Sorry. that. <laughs> That's why I'm just envisioning she's... He's describing her driving up the Miss I Mustang. Can't, <laughs> Su-
1: I can't see Susan... <laughs> I, I can't either. see her driving the car, but, like, she's, she's a very beautiful lady, and still to this day, yep. so, I mean, I'm sure...
0: What do you mean? Still to this day?
1: Well, I'm saying back then. I'll bet. No. What do you mean? I, what I'm sa- I'll say exactly. Mean I, she's hot now, uh, and I mean that in a good way. But Susan Kerr back in the day in that Mustang was probably super duper. And hot.
0: there's Bobby. 112 pounds of him. Let me tell you, she could drive that
2: Mustang and shoot a mean game of pool. So we hit it off. That's cool.
0: I can't see
1: Susan Kerr playing pool. She's a saint.
2: Oh no! Hanging out the old Kick your ass. (laughs) That's good. Hope she doesn't.
0: The microphone just fell
1: off. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna go to a break, right? Quick. Uh. We'll be back. (laughs) We'll be back with more Bobby Kerr.
0: the she farmer's tractor <laughs> <laughs> holy shit i'm
1: going wreck it wrong way on a one-way track yeah. runaway train the bobby kerr story from 19 <laughs> years
2: old. and you know what i had insurance but they wouldn't pay for the tractor because the train hit the tractor first and then it hit my truck I'd have oh. had it swapped around where my truck hit the tractor. I'd have had the tractor paid for. Uh, Damn it! Well,
0: now well, well, if you're ever in that position again, Bobby, I guess you know what to do.
1: Flow from Progressive wasn't around back then, <laughs> <laughs> or Farmers Insurance. We we cover that because we've seen it.
2: Oh, you know yeah, what that that, da, 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 da. that
1: sounds like? The tractor on the train reminds me of that uh, commercial for Mayhem. Like, dude, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Mayhem. You
0: know, maybe I ought to go pitch that to him.
1: Yeah, have. Or pitch it as one of those deals. You may think you've partied, but have you ever partied to the point where you've got a truck stuck on a train track on a lake no, and you stole haven't. the tractor that got hit by a train? <laughs> and and uh, in keeping with the uh, theme of wrecking stuff, Bobby Kerr knocked off one of our expensive microphones. <laughs> it just
0: failed. <laughs> it failed. I, this table we're on is not the best for these um, mic stands. So yeah. anyway, we're good, but... Uh, you were at, at, at break when we were fixing equipment we want we got we got time we want one more story most embarrassing most embarrassing bobby because Kerr you've story. been
1: making fun of me for taking a dump in that barrel races trailer <laughs> oh boy and i hey i went up to bobby's uh motor home yesterday oh no and he's like everybody guy's... locked
2: their lq <laughs> <and> <laughs> exactly
1: burdling. Uh, their dog almost bit my hand off and I was just trying to get my hat out That's of That's a good dog.
2: You so, dump dumping our motorhome. Hey yeah,
1: that dog that dog knows rump chat too. Yeah. You listen. Yeah, that dog listens. So most embarrassing not not even most just anything. Okay, let's hear it.
2: All right. All right. He says, At the time I was working for a guy driving a truck hauling heavy equipment.
1: Is that when you had your cab over?
2: I drove a cab over. Yeah. Yep. This is probably about seventy nine nineteen seventy nine something like that and uh, I'd met this girl. she was Miss Rama, which was a big kind of like the quarter horse Congress a horse show in ontario patty lee Patty Be- Lee beautiful blonde
1: put your drinks down your hands together for next dance or that how about it for patty lee
2: and uh <laughs> so anyhow i got a date with her to go to i think it was the quarter horse banquet it was a you know pretty big deal and uh i didn't want to take my old ship box truck so i asked my boss if i could borrow a pickup to take her and he said yeah well he had this ford he just got and it was construction yellow but it was a nice truck you know and he said, here's the key, have fun, you know. So I had to go down to Burlington, I think it was, to the Holiday Inn and meet her folks, meet her family and all like that. And then we were going to go to the venue from there. So I I drove down there, backed that truck in the Holiday Inn parking lot, went up there and met them, had a drink or two, you know. We all come down her folks you know driving nice big lincoln town car they were pretty well off and her brother had a i don't know lincoln or something like that and we're getting in my construction yellow pickup and everybody gets in their vehicles and i put the key in the door well the door won't open and you know they had the square key and the round key Mm -hmm. was for the door you know god dang i locked the truck which i normally don't do and he didn't give me the so I'm going, like, everybody's ready to drive off, you know. And I go, whoa, 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 wait, I can't, hang on, I can't get in my truck, you know. So, stop, and I've got the coat hanging, you know, and I'm trying to get it open. And and we are messing with it for quite a while, and I'm pretty embarrassed about it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure her parents are wondering, who's this idiot she's got for a date, you know. So I said to her brother, I said, uh you got a tire iron oh no he said well yeah i said well let's just break that little window and and uh i'll buy my boss a new window i'll just you know we had to go yeah. yeah so i take the tire iron and i bust the window out. i go god dang i didn't want, want to do that but anyhow he puts the tire iron back in his trunk shuts his trunk her brother does and her folks get everybody gets back in their vehicles we get in the truck and i put the Key in the ignition, I go to turn it, it won't turn. I go, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. <laughs> I look beside me. Well, goddamn, if there ain't another yellow truck uh, sitting beside me. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong truck. <laughs> went, oh, oh no! Shit. And she goes, "What's wrong?" I said, "You ain't gonna believe this. See that truck next door." That's truck I come in. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's saying, come on, let's go. And I'm going, y'all go ahead. We'll see you there. I didn't want to get out of that truck and get in that truck.
0: <laughs> oh, so, my God. So, That's, uh, you can't make fun
2: of me
1: for shitting in someone's trailer anymore. <laughs> I've never knocked the window out of a truck that I thought
2: was mine. Oh, so she it. says, oh, no. So we get out, get in the truck I'm supposed to be in. Start it right up, and everybody's going. Oh no! You know, <laughs> did you leave a note? <laughs> yeah, well, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> no, I did not.
0: I wouldn't. <laughs> you guys are kindred spirits. I, that's what I'm talking about, right?
2: Knuckle bump right there. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. So I tell what, we get to the venue, you know. Yeah. And i was scared to walk in there. You know, they're really thinking she's going with an idiot. And we walk in there course get a standing ovation they told everybody in there before we got in there what i did yeah that's the, probably the gotta be was one going, of my most embarrassing the dad's that. going
1: you'll never believe the
0: dip shit my daughter <laughs> that's <on."> right <laughs> look at this dip shit. yeah uh, breaking we, into other people's trucks the old
1: my key won't work on the wrong truck
2: trick did uh so how was the date with patty was yeah, there that, was there What ended up happened to patty lee is patty around and we continued going up for a good while. was she hot yes okay <laughs> oh <laughs>
1: Yep. It, yeah, well, that's... <laughs> that's. that's we, what, I, <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you're you wanting to go someplace. I know, we ultimate. could go
1: there, but we're no, not. we're not, we're not. <laughs> we, we respect people on Rump Chat. And, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. But we, kind of in conclusion, uh, what a great time on Rump Chat. If you guys have not seen Bobby Curt a rodeo, you have Facebook and Instagram, right?
2: Well, I've made... Two or three posts, I think, on Instagram. I'm kind of green at it. Yeah. I am on Facebook though.
1: But uh y'all go check out Bobby Kerr. Uh awesome dude. Great rodeo act. And the coolest thing is he's an awesome dude. Yep. Besides all 'all. the cool crap he can do with those horses. And on a part, those horses don't train themselves. I don't know. Uh I guess the, the thing I want people to take away when they see Bobby Kerr is that doesn't just happen. These are wild-ass Mustangs that will kick your face off of your body that Bobby has got and trained, and, and he works all day riding these horses. I mean, he don't get to a rodeo and be, be like me and you. Even in Cow Palace, he rode one of his Mustangs uh, down uh, Geneva Avenue to McDonald's. So Bobby does— I, He did what? He rode a, his Mustang from the Cow Palace in San Francisco to the McDonald's
0: drive through that, well, you uh, didn't you take your... And it is sketchy. You, you've done that a few times, taking your... Well, you've taken yeah. a car through and oh, all that we stuff. Went, uh, yeah, I saw a picture. At you, to Hatchpeak yeah. we
1: drove the uh, 1965... Three. Uh, 1963 Cadillac with a 12-valve Cummins engine and a two-horse inline. We drove through the... Um, the drive McDonald's drive through. And one more thing, I know I'm kind of getting <laughs> long-winded in my ending, but everywhere you go... Susan drives the uh, motorhome with the trailer, the horse trailer that also ha- hauls the cars and and the others, all your stuff. And you have drove your mu- uh, you Mustang? Your boss Mustang. You drove your Cadillac, so you have to drive that Cadillac yep. down the highway. Yep. So you get, I'm sure he said the other day that like people will pull up beside him and then kind of go back and then pull up again with a phone like yep. you you probably can't just stop anywhere without somebody hitting you up about pulling a two it's horse pretty
2: crazy two horse inline and
1: he hauls his horses in that two horse inline
2: well
0: well i i know two and, of them and and uh just real quick we don't have to get too far into it but we about lost bobby the the uh, the the, the, the yeah. jack tell
2: real quick uh well just coming here at Reno uh i had a breakdown in my Blew a blue tire and an airbag on that caddy and uh got it high enough and got it back to the truck stop next morning we went back to the truck stop and i was still trying to figure out what happened you know when i was playing with the airbags and i got it lifted up you know not where it normally would be ride height but i could kind of see under there what was going on and i was under there looking and i just pulled my head out and that airbag blew and it landed on the ground kind of brush my ear it it would have killed me yeah that's scary
0: god's good that god is good and god's been good to to you and your family and but uh well deserved every accolade you've gotten uh every job you've gotten every everything is is earned hard Amen. and your uh your family they're they're great to be around and we love having you and thanks for taking time oh, out of your day it's an honor are you like kidding you said, i know you thank y'all now get your ass back to the arena and get to ride right yeah, those wild
2: ass mustang. got a perf tonight i gotta get ready for it. Bobby right.
0: Kerr the mustang man rodeo act of the year well thanks everybody it's been fun signing out
1: from logan coach studios on to the next one we'll see you